to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. We're so glad you have joined us this day. We're glad you have. Hey, I have some uh, cheap entertainment here. We love cheap, cheap entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, the uh, phone was ringing about 20 minutes before we started. And uh, the caller ID let me know that it was going to be an extremely important call. It was going to be important to my life and the lives of uh, all of our law enforcement officers across the country. Uh, may I share? Yes, please. I want to hear this. Hello. Hello, this is Gavin Bremen. How are you today? Okay. What, what's your name again? It's good. The National Coalition for Police and Troopers. Why does every guy who calls it sound like he's an extra on The Sopranos? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Right. 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 Now, I should have said, can you please name me some of these wonderful legislators who will be the beneficiaries of my hard-earned money so that they will get elected to help protect our police as opposed to the the communists, the AOCs, the police defunders? I should have asked him that, yeah, that's but I, I, I didn't. I went John McEnroe on him here. Sure. You can't be serious. No response. He doesn't say a word. You can't be serious. No, get, I'm getting nothing here. I should have changed. Hello? Hello? Yeah. I mean, you, you just can't be serious. Can you? <laughs> that was it. He ran off. He ran off. All right. So, so I looked, looked up this, this political action committee. Yeah, it sounds legitimate. That, is referring to okay uh and again in case it, it, it ran by you very quickly here it is the national coalition for police and troopers pack mm-hmm. and there are does maybe about 80 different ones that sound the same because this has been investigated this has been exposed already but it doesn't right. stop it that's what that's what's so unbelievable that right it, it just doesn't matter it's uh this, it's like some of these scams you, you only need like one person out of a you know ten thousand or something to keep it going as long as they give you a little cash right so uh here's the the, the piece from from uh, last year a secretive political group has been pulling in millions amid a growing blue lives matter movement with a cadre of telemarketers who all sound like they were extras on The Sopranos, <laughs> urgently telling you that now's the time to support the police and keep them safe. The calls, which often target elderly donors. Shit, I'm an elderly oh, donor now. Oh, most vulnerable. Yeah. Holy shit. I, you know, I must be on some list called old Jews sitting by their phone. <laughs> they that come from like a variety... <laughs> they come from a variety of generic and similar sounding aliases. The Police Officer Support Association, the National Emergency Responders Coalition, the National Coalition for Police and you know, on and on it goes. And of course, this is, it's just just garbage. And, and if, in fact, they do send any money to any supposed politicians that are favorable to them, you know, if for every dollar they raise, they keep 98 cents of it, you know, to to. Uh, you know, to buy luxury homes in the Bahamas. So it's a, this is all scam shit um, for the most part, but wow. Wow. They get away with it. They get away with it. It it's out there. So just be, be careful when, now, when I, now you didn't hear the whole call and I did edit it. When I gave him my credit card number, I didn't give him that little three digit thing on the back. So I'm pretty good. Right. I'm okay. In your face, asshole. How's that taste? Yeah, you keep yeah, his ass, it, Brad. 
if if you don't have that that little number, I don't think that that he can do anything. And and when I gave him my bank account, I didn't give him the routing number for the bank. I just gave him my bank account number. So I don't think they can do anything with that either. Absolutely, right? you got them. You nailed those bastards. Good. Good. They can't. They can't trick me. <laughs> it's a little bit too sharp, huh? The kid is like a knife in your drawer that you're afraid to use because it'll cut you like a like a razor blade. Right. It's uh, Wednesday, and it's been uh, three days since the Super Bowl. And I have to be honest with you, I'm still not clear on why I need to be outraged by the halftime show. You don't can have you, to. Can you help me? By I, I no. know I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be just outraged. No, you're not. I'm no, you're not. Be, I'm supposed to be like pissing fire, and I don't. I don't understand. I, I'm supposed to be upset, and I, no. I can't. I can't figure out why I'm supposed to be upset. No, no. You know? the answer is no. We're we're uh we're, we're too many cycles past that. I don't think it. I don't even think it ever got any traction under the oh, guise of fake outrage. Did it? It did. It didn't get anywhere. Did. So you don't have to worry. You're not supposed to. It's all right. From what I gather, it was I'm supposed to be mad because it was too black or too sexual or both too black and too sexual. That's what I was supposed to be upset. Wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) Let me go take a look at that again. If that was, if if that was. Did you understand why you were supposed to be upset? Was it? No, no, I, I, I wasn't. By the way, I wasn't yesterday when we beat this into the ground for 20 minutes, Britt. But it's got. I thought that they would come up. I thought I would be clear on it by now, and I'm so upset. That you don't I'm have to be. I thought there would be no, another cycle fact, of. This in is fact, if, if, I'll tell you what. If you're going to bring up something from yesterday, then I'm going to bring up something from yesterday, oh, which is do. I want you to now. I want you now to cop to the fact yeah. that you were wrong when I said you were wrong yesterday, and you turned out to be even more wrong yeah. about how Joe Biden. Uh, should have been uh, out there taking credit for Good. beating the Russians yesterday. He's got it. I He's want got you to it. now cop to that. Go ahead, yeah. cop to that. Yeah, because it doesn't look like there's been any pullback at all. And, yes, uh, that's right. Uh, by okay. the way, he said that. He he said that. I I didn't say. He, he said that in his news conference, which a lot of people were lauding, that, hey, we haven't seen anything yet about them pulling back. They say they're pulling well, back. No, that's, that's not what I'm going for. I'm going for the fact that before that, when we were on, you know what I'm doing here. Oh, yeah. You were saying that because of the early news reports, which – any of us who have been around more than five minutes would doubt that the Russians wouldn't show video that, that, Hey, look, troops are moving. Tanks are moving as if that's real. You know, and w- was a guy on the tank holding up a newspaper to tell you what day it was. Was he holding up a, a, a compass to tell you whether the tanks were moving back to the West or East? So I, I just, I want you to copy that. Then tell me why you're outraged at the Super Bowl halftime show. Put them together, and we have a great show. <laughs> I'm hoping by Friday I will figure out why I'm supposed to be out at the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm get, hoping get that the, somebody can can help me with that. Uh, keep, keep, keep working. By, by the way, I'm still outraged over the, uh, the 1978 halftime show, of which I don't even know what it was, but I'm, I'm still working on that one, and that's, what, uh, 40 three years ago so i'm yeah, still yeah. pissed over that yeah, 44 even all uh, right uh let me, let me do the two rudolph giuliani stories because i found oh god oh please is, is, bring it bring it bring it bring let's it let's do the let's do the one that i don't know they're both exceedingly stupid we have to do a vote over which one is dumber uh this one rudolph giuliani and i don't know if this was in his podcast or i don't know what this was he said that colin kaepernick wasn't a good quarterback brad because he ran too damn much Football expert and super genius uh, Rudolph Giuliani saying that's the problem with Colin Kaepernick. Right. Not right. that he makes people that. uncomfortable. All right, Britt, that one is too stupid to talk about. What's the other one? <laughs> the other one is the What's really the good one. I, and I'm afraid we are going to have to discuss this. I happen to have it in my bedroom. Rudolph Giuliani claims he has evidence proving Hillary spied on Trump. Now, for those of you that are watching, that's going to be a some of the one America people and they've got, they've got two blondes. One of them is Heather Childers who will be on Rudy's left, formerly of Charlotte, North Carolina. She was at uh, what was then news 14 Carolina. It's now spectrum news one or whatever they call the thing. Now went to Fox yeah. news. Do you remember why she was fired from Fox news, Brad? Um, I, I guess I just don't remember that one. How did that one get by me? I don't know. Because right, I, I did have to look up March of 2020. She comes to work visibly sick on camera. 
and they figure out, oh, she's tested positive for COVID. And at that point in time, Fox said, eh, why don't you stay home forever? And she appealed and well, whined on Twitter. But, but, and by the way, I, I think we have to acknowledge that since Fox has been the leader all across yeah. America yes. in, in COVID safety and, and uh, vaccine distributions, it would only make sense that they would show that they don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. So right. that, that certainly makes a lot of sense. She even appealed in, in tweets to then-President Donald John Trump. And that's when he was still on Twitter saying, can you get me back to work? Can you get me with a job back on Fox? He yeah. could, but now, of course, he's on the One America News Network. Uh, this is more of that Durham bullshit that we've alluded to throughout the week, which has about as much traction as why should I be pissed about the Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, he says he, again, has the evidence in his bedroom. I have an argument, Brad, that would slay you. It would destroy you. It would make you a, a pile of tears, but I have a tickle but in my throat. I can't get it out. I, I understand. Do you know what Rudy Giuliani really has in his bedroom? I'll tell you what. He has a pile. This is so disgusting. Don't don't listen if, if, if this makes you queasy. He has a pile of filthy underwear. No, that's true. With, with enough racing stripes on it to reopen the track in where is it uh that's that's close wilkesboro you put them all together i mean <laughs> that's North how Wilkes disgusting Road. it is yeah that's where the racing starts i mean rudy's your can, can i just see if i can summarize that this whole yeah. side story here which the mainstream media refuses to talk about i see it all day on fox but cnn and msnbc barely mention it and the new york times and and, and and i think this is what it is and i, I think the best description i've heard of what's going on is this is at best whitewater. It's definitely not Watergate, okay? Which, of course, Trump has already declared, as always, whenever there's a, a scintilla of anything about anything, he blurts out that, you know, this is the worst thing in the history of the United States and people need to, to go down and, and uh, we need not even play the game of, gee, are they trying to make the case that right now the most important issue facing democracy, the future of elections, the integrity of the United States, the reputation of us around the world as some kind of beacon or example for the rest of the world is whatever John Durham, a prosecutor, is seemingly finding about the fact that Hillary Clinton had some kind of relationship with a guy who, for good reason, had reason to suspect there was a connection between Donald Trump, his campaign, and Russia, which there was. It was not a hoax. There was no hoax there. Is Does that rise to any kind of important level that's uh, uh, equivalent to January 6th and the plot to uh, overthrow the United States? The quick answer is no. No. Now, does, no. does that also mean that we won't have instant congressional committees formed overnight on January 4th, 2023, or whatever day it is, that Republicans might be taking control of the House. No, it doesn't mean that at all, because they will. They will. This is the game. The game now is to try to obliterate January 6th with anything. And this one looks like it's got just enough crap around it on the outside that they're going to run with this. That's my take on on what that's all about. And, you know, they're inventing words from uh, uh, a series of papers and reports that were issued by Durham late last week that he never used. They're, they're throwing in things that he alleged that he didn't allege to try to make the case that, you know, Hillary Clinton not only should be should she be locked up, she should probably be executed at dawn for her crimes, whatever the hell they were. No, no, they, they, they weren't. But we okay. need to address specifically. She was spying. She was spying, spying. on Trump. She was. I have to use that on, word. It's very she, important. To, I understand spy, that. Yeah. She was spying, and and he's got the proof yeah. of it. And he just, he's just, it's back in his bedroom. He just, he right. found it, and it's, he's got it back there. And any, at any point in time, he can bring out that proof, and it's going to just blow and your argument you, away. You, you wouldn't want to bring it out now, right? That wouldn't or make any three sense. Years ago, or three years ago, or five years right. ago, or four years ago, or two weeks no. ago, or during uh -uh. the election, or any No, it's better to keep it hidden 
in your bedroom where all good things <laughs> go to hide. Now, to be fair, to be fair, he might have he might be just excessively drunk and he might have misplaced it. And he just stumbled across it and he forgot where he put it. That's completely <laughs> Thank you for being fair. Way to way to be fair. I like that. Good this fair. Reminded, this reminded me of something. I don't know if you remember this story. I, I was looking this up. Carl Rove was trying to get a guy named Bill Clements elected president, no, governor in 1978 in Texas. And they were behind in the polls and they were getting ready to have a debate. And on the first day of the debate, big news story, Carl Rove tells the media his office has been bugged. It has been bugged, Brad. And he, he's got people and he has them come in and it was behind this painting or something that's in the office. Well, they, they did their due diligence on this and it's the most stupid Radio Shack 10 cent fucking thing you could have bought to put somewhere and they went and investigated and they determined that like the battery that he had in that thing would have lasted about an hour. If somebody was going to bug your office and it was just the fakest shit ever, but it changed the narrative. And I think Carl Rove's guy ended up doing well and it, it took attention away from the other guy. These, these were dirty. These are like some of the first dirty tricks of Carl Rove 44 years ago or whatever. That's what this reminds me of. I, I, I have, I have what she used to bug. I can bring it out at any time that I want to. It's right back in the bedroom. Yeah. I love that God. idea. I, I love the fact that Rudy's doing this and just being openly like the, the most senile infested addle brain dickhead you ever saw in your entire life bringing out this shit. I right. am talking. Wait, you, you just brought up something that, that leads me to uh, the next question. You're the witness. I'm the, the, uh, yeah, yeah. the prosecutor here. If, in fact, Rudy Giuliani is, at some level, not all there, that he is not the same guy, clearly, that we knew 20 years ago, when he, of course, was uh, Time's Man of the Century, America's Mayor, uh, Saturday Night Live, funny guy, engaging, kind of a pricky prosecutor, but got the job done, put some mafia guys in jail, but but a smart guy. He's not that person anymore. He's completely different. He's lost his fastball, to say the least. He doesn't even have a knuckleball to replace it, okay? He can't even get out there and get anybody out anymore. Is he worthy of being granted immunity to say what he knows? Because it appears, just from you talking about this and what else we have uh, known and, and heard and read even more recently, that he may have been the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay offense, which executed or tried to the Green Bay sweep and other attempts to overthrow the government and the election and reinstall Donald Trump. Is he worthy? Do we care if Rudy Giuliani, quote unquote, gets away with it because he gets immunity if he's willing to uh, honestly flip on Trump or is he so addled, is he so out of it now that whatever information he would get might not stick because he ain't, he ain't running on all cylinders, which I, I don't think that's true. I think he is, he's running on enough cylinders. Yeah, that's me. what I'm, I'm thinking like if, you, if he gives the Justice Department, he gives the FBI, whatever, a uh, hundred different things and three of those turn out to be okay and it ends up yeah. you know, hurting Donald Trump. I'm okay with it. I'm all right with that. I'm, right. I'm okay with the immunity or whatever. That, that'd be fine. Right. And, as, as bad as, as Giuliani has turned out to be, um, it's possible. It's possible that this late in life where the older you get, the more you realize that the, uh, the final score is about to appear on the scoreboard for you, that, all of his training, all of his education, and all of whatever ethics he actually may have had at some point might actually kick in. And you can kick me for even thinking, yes, finally, somebody is going to do the right. But I I get that. I totally get that. But if they've interviewed 500 people and they've really got everything they need, this committee, all they need is the sheen on top of it which are star witnesses who we know Mm -hmm. to appear in front of the country and the world in six weeks or two months, whenever they have these hearings. And Giuliani would certainly be uh, finally at the top of the bill 
which he wanted to be all through Trump's presidency. And I think that the one thing that, that, that gives me any kind of hope for Giuliani is that since he is a vengeful son of a bitch, that at some level, he, like almost all of them, really hate Trump, but he was a vehicle for their own advancement and their own fame. But remember, Trump left Giuliani twisting in the wind a couple of times when he was choosing a cabinet. I think Giuliani wanted to be, was it Secretary of State? Mm-hmm. I think, it, and, and, and they went through the, the charade of uh, going out to dinner, posing in front of the White House, pictures and the rest, and then nothing. No official position in the administration. And it reached the point where all these years, they've had this informal relationship where Giuliani calls himself Trump's lawyer, clearly isn't getting paid. Surprise. And, and Trump's happy with that. He gets the best of both worlds, he thinks. He gets Rudy Giuliani and he gets him for free. And at some level, something's ticking in Giuliani. And maybe it just blows off right here. And he says, no more. Not now. Not ever again. Here I am. It, 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 that's, a, that's a hope. That's a, that's a wish. <laughs> that's a desire. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it did, wouldn't it be fantastic? Because that's what we've been we've been looking for at various times under various circumstances over the years, which is somebody to come out in real time, real time to to blow the whistle, to to, to say, no, no, you you can't do that. You can't be Attorney General Bill Barr, who goes along with Trump and then at the very last minute says, I'm jumping off this train. And then he says nothing. He said nothing in public. Where's he been? Where has he been? Don't know. There you go. Don't know. Can't wait for him to produce produce this amazing piece of evidence, though. I'm gonna. um, I'll be glued to the TV. Right. All right. uh, Get a little bit more on North Carolina ish here right now. Right. Uh, As we're as we're speaking, uh, not too far down the road from us in the state capital of Raleigh, they are. Uh, arguing, putting the finishing touches on the maps that they're drawing for the congressional districts, the state House districts, the state Senate districts. But let's concentrate on the United States uh, House of Representatives. And uh, it doesn't matter how many times they do it, the Republicans figure out new ways to gerrymander and fuck around and draw. And They've got some new maps. They've just put them up in the last day or so. You can take a look at them. And it was so pernicious. And we happen to live, Britt, in the worst county of yeah. them all yeah. in the state, in what Republicans were trying to do. And now it has, it looks like, for the most part, been fixed where we are. Because they had taken, and there are the three largest counties in North Carolina are the one we're in, Guilford, Wake County, and Mecklenburg County. Yeah. Wake and Mecklenburg are so populated, around a million or more people, that you can't possibly have just one congressional district with a million people because a congressional district doesn't have a full million. It has less than a million. So they do have to cut it up. They do have to split those counties. Guilford County doesn't have quite that many. I think we have about 650, 700,000. And we are big, but not so big that we can't be one congressional district plus a little on the outside. But Guilford County had been cut up, split not once, but twice. So there were three different congressional districts jutting out from the center of Guilford County so that our population, which is largely Democratic, would be homogenized into these other districts, which are more rural, and therefore your vote, if you're a Democrat in Guilford County, didn't count for shit. No, okay? it was deleted. Well, that's been, right, that's been, that's been knocked out. They fixed that. And depending on whether you look at one version of it or the other, uh, Guilford County is now all one district plus a little bit of the county next to us, Forsyth County, or it's uh, split off where I live, <laughs> the northwest side of, of Greensboro, which is the uh, 
the uh, how should I say it, wealthier side, uh, <laughs> along with some other counties to the parts to the west, and the poorer part of Guilford County is included down with another rural county and a bunch of them, which dilutes the largely blacker vote there. So that it seems that the the one that is just all Guilford plus some of Forsyth County is the more fair uh, uh, county. But remember, this is still a, a plan. If they execute it, they won't say it to try to make sure that the Republicans still have a 12 to three, maybe an 11 to four advantage in a state that's voting usually about 54, 46 Republican, which is not the same. That's not the same ratio as 12 to three or 11 to four. So they're, they're still doing it, but they're not doing it quite as, as badly. And, uh, you know, Mecklenburg, same issue. They've got one district inside of Mecklenburg, but outside around the suburbs of Mecklenburg County, those get split up into other, other rural counties. I was looking where, where you come from, Britt, the entire Western part of North Carolina. That is, that does seem at least geographically more rational. It's all one big district now going West. You can kind of see that if you're watching, it's a big gray area right there. Right, 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 right. So um, it's better than it was. I'm sure, and we don't know all the nuances, and 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 we don't know exactly what the criteria were for that them quote unquote fixing sense. it. That makes way but more it's, sense, it's, right? It's it's better than it was, but to have to fight for this tooth and nail every and by this goes on in all kinds of uh, very important states, uh, especially swing states like uh, Ohio, mm-hmm. okay, uh, Wisconsin. Pennsylvania, just right there, just just these four states, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and Ohio, all are are, are, are gerrymander happy or wasn't sad, the, um, depending on how you want to look at it. Was the North Carolina Supreme Court decision? Was it wasn't like four to three. Was it, didn't we barely just get this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. By, by the yeah. barest of majority. So you can I mean, it, it, it's amazing because Eastern North Carolina looks like way better than it used to. That famous 13 thing that used to snake up from Charlotte going up into High Point, that's not there yeah, anymore. All that shit. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. all of those things. And by, it, I mean, it should be, I think the 13th Congressional District wasn't, I think that was a Democratic creation. I think that was like a, a thing that the Democrats did back in the day, right. back right. where they were playing ball and stuff like that. So this does, and, and again, this isn't a final product, the thing that if you're watching, it showed you, but they're still working on it. But yeah, that all of that seems to be headed in the right direction for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, a name that has come up, and I, I, I bring it up. I, I did a, a big, long Facebook post about this this morning, and I'm not going to read it. I'm, I'm just going to talk about it here. This is a name that's come up in the in the past couple times, Josh Mandel. Yeah. Uh, and I compare North Carolina and Ohio, not just because I'm from Ohio and I've lived here for, for 35 years, so I know both states, I guess, fairly well, but just from the national landscape point of view, they're very similar. They're both big population states, both top 10 population states now. Right. They're both very diverse, and right. they both have uh, several very large cities. Yeah. And the rest of it's all countryside. And but those yeah. cities are, are always voting blue. Yeah. And the rest of the state counties in each state are usually red. Yeah. And... Uh, along comes the uh, open Senate seat in Ohio, very much like the open Senate seat in North Carolina. Correct. And uh, if you think for one second that we have this rogues gallery of of yuck faces running for the Republican nomination in North Carolina, I'm sorry, it's not even close. Ohio has our ass kicked in terms of pricks, Damn it. charlatans, frauds, Trumpers, that, that it's the worst and the worst of the worst. And it's hard to give a, a, a prize this way because there are a couple bad ones. Uh, in addition to J.D. Vance, who you yeah, may he's know. A, he's awful, yeah. He's awful. But he's been out-awfled by Josh Mandel. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen it's some not, things about, about this guy. If you're watching and this there's race, a, yeah. Right, there's a piece. It ran yesterday in the New York Times. It's on my Facebook page. Um. And uh, Josh is a 44-year-old Jewish kid. I call him kid. I get to call him kid because I'm 
I'm old enough to be his dad, uh, from Beechwood, Ohio. Beechwood's a suburb of oh. Cleveland. Beechwood, uh, when I lived there in 1965 through 1968, I was uh, uh, 9 through 13. I got bar mitzvahed living in Beechwood. Beechwood is a very, very Jewish area, but a very liberal area. It just was that way. It was kind of that way. Um, in subsequent years, and I haven't lived there for 50 years, it's been 50 years, but in the last 25, 30, or 40 years, Orthodox Jews moved in in great numbers and quote-unquote took over Beechwood. They kind of do. They kind of run it. And I don't know whether Josh Mandel is any kind of product of that. He may or may not be. Uh, and I don't think that's really the, the story here, although I was informed by uh, – an old neighbor, old friend of mine, John Kravitz, that that Josh Mandel's house was on the next street from where I lived. Holy shit! Okay, really? but remember, remember, I'm I'm way older than him. I would never yeah. have known the family, but he was right there. And uh, anyway, he he's grown up. He went to law school, was in the Marines, and now he is so far off the cliff as a Trumper to try to get elected to the U.S. Senate. This is his third attempt. Three times, three times, two times the people of Ohio said no. Sherrod Brown kicked his ass, I think, the last time. Nice. Um, but he will do and he will say anything. He will say anything. He will be more racist than Trump. Nice. He will do just just any. There is nothing. I, 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 he, he is on suspension on Twitter is because he ran, he ran a contest. You know, who is more dangerous uh, Muslim terrorists or or Mexican drug dealers vote here. Okay, <laughs> he's been on suspension. It's he's a political so, candidate. He runs that. It's he so runs the pick. Can I get it? Is there a both or an, is there? Do we have that option as well? I don't right. understand. Do, do better. Right, right. Who's more dangerous? Give us a call. Uh, vote, vote here. Uh, I think I mean, I Man Mandel is he's just shameless. Can he's I go just for, shameless. Can I vote for who's more dangerous? Possibly assholes like this guy who are running for political office. Maybe they're more dangerous than either of those things that you might have mentioned. Yeah. But <laughs> at, at the, the reason I talk about Mandel is I wanted to compare him to Ted Budd. Yeah. Because we have Ted Budd here in North Carolina. Yeah. And Budd is, is an odious character. He'll do anything to get elected. But I just don't think he's in the same class as mandel well, I, I i just i just don't know, think he has it in him i think that to, i think ted budd has the the virtue or whatever at least the i think unless mandel has like just two brain cells ted budd's also really dumb on top of everything else i mean he's also perniciously awful and evil but he has the great virtue in quotation of being an idiot as well if, if mandel has any brains at all He's yeah, he's he's going to be better than well, he's going to be worse. Right. Right. Um uh of course Ted Budd's already been endorsed by Trump. Yeah. Trump has uh, endorsed him. Mandel does not have Trump's endorsement yet. In fact, Mandel is so bad. How bad is he? That even I guess uh, uh going down to Mar-a-Lago and, and and knocking on the oh. door just like in the Wizard of Oz, you know, bang 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 bang. I'm not sure that Trump is uh, is is willing to to even endorse him. So how bad do you do you have to be? How how bad I mean, do you have to be? We, I have to stop you right there. How and he's ahead we, of the he's ahead of the polls, by the way, in Ohio. He is the favored guy to get the Republican nomination right, right now. How have we not talked about what a shit show that Super Bowl party at Mar a Lago looked like? How have we not discussed that yet? I don't even know anything about it. Why oh, don't we didn't get invited? You don't know that Bill Belichick and Urban Meyer were hanging out at Merrill Largo no. on, on fucking Super no. Bowl Sunday. You don't know that. Bring it, tell me. You I want to know. That, that TV's Frazier Crane, Kelsey Grammer also enjoyed an invitation to the Merrill Largo Super Bowl party. Oh, you don't, man. You, don't, you don't know. Yeah, no. Belichick and Urban Meyer hanging out around each other, talking some football, arms around each other at the, at the Merrill Largo football party on Sunday. I mean, come on! We, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, TV's Fraser Crane, Kelsey Grammer, who has all TV's Fraser Crane. Yes, Doctor Crane. I'm here and I'm ready to listen. Uh, th this Mar-a-Lago party sounded absolutely ridiculous. Well, do you have do you have more details than just that? 
Do you have anything more that, than that? Is that enough? Isn't no, that enough? I want to know. I want to know what they were eating. I oh. I, I want to know. I want to know characters beyond that. I want to know whether like Trump acolytes beyond those people, yeah, whether uh, people who were in his administration, whether any of them want to be seen with him at Mar-a-Lago. I, I want more. I, I need more detail than that. If you've got it, if you don't, just say it. You don't have to fake it. But but uh, I. I I'm, I'm intrigued that uh, anybody would want to watch the Super Bowl with Trump. Can you imagine? He's probably the guy that when uh, Belichick and Urban Meyer are sitting next to him, he's telling them exactly what should be done, how the game should be called, right? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> right? God. This is, a, this is from the Sports Illustrated version. It's very short. Former President Donald Trump hosted a Super Bowl party at his Marilago Golf Club in Florida on Sunday. Former Jaguars coach Urban Meyer and his wife, Shelly, who hasn't left yet, Brad, were attendants per video of the event, and then coach Bill Belichick and his longtime partner, Linda Holiday, were also in attendance. That's all that they've That's got it? as far as the kind of detail. That's yeah, nothing. I, there's got to be more. And there's, Bill there's Belichick more. and Urban Meyer spotted together fuel Patriots speculation. That's another story there. This I don't know. Just seeing those two guys together – at, at his birth, at, at his uh, big Merrill Argo party, you're making a statement at this point. If you're just deciding to hang out with this son of a bitch, right? You, you, you're making uh, a statement yeah. that you've decided to, to, to side with the guy who who fueled insurrection. It can't be a just oh, we played golf together. Oh, he right. sent me a hat. You you've got that. You've got a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what. If I want, if I want the full trash version. Yeah, what do I do? I go to the, I go to the Daily Mail. Uh, number number one, no Melania, no Melania, boys only. Um, Trump looked in his element as he talked football with Meyer. Of course, absolutely, he got fired as a coach. I had never been fired as a coach. Uh, guests were served by staff dressed in striped referee uniforms. Oh, okay. God. So now we're approaching Hugh Hefner kind. Of degradation, saying. right? Let's do it. Right? Let's do it exactly like Hooters. I'm sure the Hooters girls had to wear some sort of shit like that for Super Bowl Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, Trump told the authors of a book called "This Will Not Pass: Trump, Biden, and the Battle for America's Future" that the coach's refusal to accept the Medal of Freedom after the January 6th attack on the Capitol irritated him. This is uh, Belichick, right? Trump mm-hmm. felt that Belichick had chickened out. Yeah. Uh, one of the rejections that had come and bothered him most was Belichick's. Uh, in the immediate aftermath of the riot, it just wasn't possible for him to appear with Trump. I guess plenty of time has passed now. Okay. So Belichick, okay, the, the, the guy who, who uh, already uh, may have been the, the, the fuse that helped light the Brian Flores lawsuit against the league, well done. Uh, now, so last week you mentioned that, uh, what, uh, about 40, 50% of the companies that stopped donating to the Republican party after January 6th, uh, but close to half of them come back on board, but back, more than yeah. half of more than half of them have, to me, this is in its own way worse than that because Belichick again, for a moment had uh, a flash of sanity and decency and said, I'm not going to allow Trump to give me a, a medal of freedom to, to, my, to try to make himself look good after January 6th. But that apparently wore off and Belichick is right back at it again. So to me, Bel- Belichick is forget it. Well, it's not only that, but the, it's a, the Tom Brady, who I continue to hate, uh, he, when he went to the white house and, and to, with Biden, and he accepted, uh, you know, their uh, Biden's congratulations for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. He made jokes and he clowned Donald Trump. So you have to give Tom, Tom Brady complete credit. You have to. Uh oh, wait a minute. Wait, what, what's more detail? Here? You dig into the past here. This is what Belichick had written to Trump before the 2016 election. Okay. Oh, now, is it fair to bring up old laundry like this? I think it well, is. Oh, sure. Yeah. Back when Hillary was spying on them. Sure. Right. Congratulations on a tremendous campaign. You have dealt with an unbelievable slanted and negative media, and you've come out beautifully, beautifully. You've proved to be the ultimate competitor and fighter. Your leadership is amazing. 
I've always had tremendous respect for you, but the toughness and perseverance you've displayed over the past year is remarkable. Hopefully, tomorrow's election results, so this is what must have come the day before the election, obviously, will give the opportunity to make America great again. Best wishes, best wishes for great results tomorrow. Uh, let me make sure I got the, the correct author on this one. Um, this is this Belichick or is this Urban Meyer? Oh Jesus! They're both all they're the same guy, except one of them was good at the, in the NFL, and one, one yeah. is terrible. I'm pretty sure that's Belichick. I'm pretty okay. sure that that that's Belichick. Okay, but all you right. know what? For for the purposes of the discussion, does it matter? They're the same guy. No, the it same just guy. doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, you you both went and watched the damn Super Bowl with him the other day. So just enough uh, time to talk about the late uh, PJ O'Rourke, who was announced uh, passed away. Over the weekend, P.J. O'Rourke, a great writer, of course, conservative writer, coming out of the, the National Lampoon uh, groundswell, if you will. Mm. He was editor of that for a while and then went on Rolling Stone magazine, many, many other publications. Of course, for those of you who listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, fantastic panelists, P.J. O'Rourke, Brett, passing away. Yeah. Uh, just a, a hilariously funny guy. What, what can good. you say? He did, he did go, he did turn right. Mm-hmm. In his later years, but he didn't turn crazy right. Right, he turned right the right way. He turned respectable right, I think, for the most part. And uh, he was never a trumper. So, as far as I'm concerned, there isn't even anything that you have to forgive him for for no. for making that move. You're allowed to do that. I that's okay. And it's it's people who may have turned and, and suddenly decided that the best way they can make a living is to suck up to Donald Trump. Those are the people correct, for whom uh, just don't ever want to speak to them again. But uh, he's one of the, one of the best funny, he, funny stuff. Is he funny on stuff. your dream? Wait, wait, don't tell me panel. Cause I always thought he was very, very good on that show. I thought he did a, did a great you know, job. First of all, I don't think he's been on it for 15 years, but okay, I'll pretend, I'll pretend, I'll pretend that that, that's something that I should be thinking about right now, but okay. It has to be sooner than 15 years. It has to be sooner than that. I I, I listen to that show a lot. I don't remember hearing him for a long time. I I remember hearing him specifically, well, this would have been back during the Palin day, so I guess that would have been quite a while, but this was back when they were talking about her running for president. He, He even disavowed her, and he was telling one of the panelists, and I'm not sure what it was. Because look, even I'm a conservative. I'm a Republican. Even I don't want her to even come anywhere near the the White House. Even well, wait a minute. I I don't think that's a very high bar of integrity to <laughs> to give him credit for that. <laughs> Touche. Because again, again, who was it that was saying she was really ever no under consideration or or had the the uh the goods the gravitas to, or anything yeah to, to be a real politician and and um i guess that should let us finish with the decision by the jury to uh uphold what the judge had earlier said See. that sarah palin uh had no case that the new york times had intentionally defamed her and had acted with uh malice uh, combined with a level of negligence that would allow some kind of judgment against her. And as Donald Trump would say, opening up the libel laws, not, I not was, this I was, case, I was, not this time. I was really hoping that they would go ahead and they go forward. They would have a guilty verdict against the times. And it would be like one of those $1 deals. Here's your $1 reward. I was hoping Brit, that's what it was going to be. Britt, that was an offer that was made. Oh, really? Was it? That was an offer that was made to the times. <laughs> The Times was asked. The, the The Times was 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 asked. Oh Jesus! Will Will you admit? Will you admit to gross negligence yeah. and pay Sarah Palin a dollar? And the Times said, "No, we have never lost a libel or slander case in fifty years." Jeez. And I'd like to know what happened fifty. What the the case was that they actually did lost because the Sullivan decision in the Supreme Court was in sixty two. Mm-hmm. So that's way more than 50 years ago. But OK, they, haven't, they don't lose in court and they didn't want to give in. They wanted to, to make sure that they got the judgment in their favor. So they stuck with it. And uh, when you say a dollar judgment, that reminds me about the judgment 
that uh, Donald Trump won against the uh, USFL right. and the NFL in his yeah. lawsuit. He, right. he, quote, won his lawsuit and they handed him, what, $3 or was it $2? It's like $3.87 yeah. or something. There's and, the check. They ha- they've had it in the documentary. Right. He got he got pissed off and, and ripped up the check. And, well, he probably did cash it, right? <laughs> um, just, and then Sarah Palin would have been able to go on tour across America with her $1 from the you know the New York Times. Right. And she she right. would have showed up. However, yeah. let, 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 there, there was a piece that uh, I saw in the, uh, yesterday afternoon by a uh, writer for Slate who was in the courtroom right. for the whole trial. And his name's Seth Stevenson. The title of his piece is Sarah Palin wasn't the point. Oh. Others were watching and learning. In particular, a name that uh, you may recognize, Charles Harder. Charles Harder was the lead attorney when Hulk Hogan sued Gawker, that website oh, out of existence. Yes. Yes. Harder was was there watching the trial. He was taking notes. He was not on the Sarah Palin team. He was just watching. And this writer, uh, Seth Stevenson, talked to Harder and said, what do you think? What's going on here? Is she going to be able to appeal it? Um, How much do you think she's uh, having to pay out right now to her lawyers? And his answer was about a million right now which she does not have, how much to appeal to the Supreme Court. Charles Harder, who would know, said, oh, it's going to be out at $5 million. So get ready for some millionaire like Peter Thiel to come That's out the of guy. the woodwork again. That's the guy. To, to, they, to fund yeah. some kind of appeal here. There was, some, and, there was a lot of rampant speculation. Yeah. Peter Thiel was the guy who was bankrolling the Hulk Hogan thing. Because Hulk right. would have well, not. It's had not a rumor. It isn't a rumor. It's a fact. It, it, Nobody's denying it. It's, yeah, it's, it's a fact. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh that, yeah. That, yeah. Peter and, and there's no there's no reason to believe that the same uh, the same pattern won't emerge here because yeah. you know Peter Thiel. Remember, he just quit the uh, board at Facebook. Right. He he's out. He's gone. He's done. And he said it's because I want to help Trump get back into office in 24. I want to. Uh, help fund the Republican takeover of the Congress in 2022. And uh, what better way to uh, make sure that the enemy of the people meme is uh, out there during the rest of the year and going into 24 than to fund an appeal by Sarah Palin of the uh, tossing of her lawsuit at the lower court level. And I don't know how exactly that works. I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize that, uh, when they say you have no case, you still get to appeal it to find somebody that says, yeah, you have a case. I guess the way that works is the higher court can just say, we're not taking this case. This is bullshit. The lower court was right. We're not going to get involved in this crap. But because you've got the, uh, I'm sorry to use this phrase, Trump justices yeah. on the court now, uh, plus Clarence Thomas, plus Alito, that's five, uh, I guarantee you John Roberts would vote with the four liberals on any kind of appeal here. So it could it could be a five to four case. On the other hand, um, if you think that these people who are the conservatives on the court are all acolytes of Antonin Scalia, you may get a rogue justice crossing over to vote with the liberals. Although I know that, and I, I was reading about this the other day, Scalia hated hated the the uh, Sullivan decision in favor of the New York Times back in 1962, which established the you have to uh, prove actual malice against a public figure, hence knowing the, actual malice. Hence the um, Paul Newman and Sally Field film, Absence of Malice. Right, is, right. But the, the point in the case of uh, uh, Sarah Palin, the case will be made into a movie. It'll be called Absence of Intelligence. Okay, that's what they're going to call it. <laughs> Absence of brain power. The, yeah. the point of the Peter Thiel stuff is that he he and and people who are rich allegedly like Donald Trump, but not really. Uh, the one of the only things that we have in our society to really criticize or keep these people in check is a free press, and Peter Thiel doesn't like that. He doesn't like to be held in check by any. So this is why he's trying to destroy a free press because he but, he doesn't want to be criticized. Right, and, and, and uh, I'm I'm glad you you uh, said that. Rich guys, because again, it came up, I think, in the uh, story about Trump's accountants tossing him because they're trying to save their own ass. Yeah. 
in addition to uh, not wanting to be associated with Trump, guess what? Too late. Yeah. <laughs> You're associated with him. Um, uh, and with all the swirl about, well, this could cause his, his whole business empire, if it exists for real, I don't know whether it does, let's pretend it does, which is built on a house of debt and a house of loans from various institutions, I guess that still did business with them. Maybe all of them will say, we're done. We're calling in our loans. Pay us back right now. We don't want anything to do with you either. Uh, I think Trump went out of his way to, again, say, I'm fine. My businesses are worth $8 billion. We're back to him trying to show you how rich he really is, while at the same time, again, he's selling trinkets yeah. for pennies to make money. Now, which is, I don't see, and you know what I did this morning just for fun? Because I didn't know whether this really existed. I Googled this, the Trump store. Do it, Britt. There is wow. the Trump store. Jeez. He's still selling shit. Oh, yeah. He's still selling shirts and jewelry and tchotchkes and yeah. all th the same stuff. So this is a guy with you know the the equivalent to um, you know fivebelow.com, okay, <laughs> which by the way is a profitable business, is an ongoing concern. And I'm sure that the the uh, the owners of that company are truly, really wealthy and deservedly yeah. so. Sure. Okay, so maybe that was a bad comparison. I, I, I need a better I need a better uh, uh, analogy here. But do, do his supporters, Trump, do they not realize the incongruousness of someone saying they're worth eight billion dollars and begging and scratching for money? Yeah via email and is begging that, and scratching for money for to, for you to buy a hat or a shirt or some other is Warren Buffett item. selling salt and pepper shakers somewhere yes I don't think so. yes I don't. if you go to warrenbuffett.com it's way worse Britt. <laughs> if you if, right if you go to elonmusk.com sure. oh that guy you he's not rich that's <laughs> bullshit he has nothing the guy has nothing 